Hey girls and gays. Hey girls, hey gays. Hey girls and gays. Welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said. Were you trying to say it? <laughs> I was. I was going to say it the Nini way. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back. This is the podcast where we close the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And who we are and who we want to be. I am your host, Mukundwa. And I am your co-host, always bringing the most, Nyakwezi. Today. Well, we hope you're all well and safe and sound and moist and moisturized. Mm. I'm certainly not moisturized. Uh, yes, you are. We've not, no, we've not been able to go to Discam. Oh, right. And get our 700 Rand moisturizer. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we've not been able to. So I'm dry, but I'm well. I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Well... I think you should open this. We have a, a really cool episode today, and I think it kind of is leading on from where we left off the last episode, right? where we discussed happiness and contentment mm. and purpose. Why don't you just start us off with um, happiness? Yes, for sure. So, um, yeah, I think... I was searching through, I was looking for a podcast to listen to. I don't know what I was cooking. And I just stumbled on this podcast called The Happiness Lab. Um, and I thought, hmm, okay, fine. I'll just listen to that. Not recommended by anyone, just the algorithm, the machine. Um, and so I started listening to it and it started resonating with me um, because as I was listening to it, so at first I had, I'd seen it before, but I had, um, what's that word, like opposition towards it? What's, how do I say that properly? Like I was resistance. resistance. No. I had resistance to it because I thought that just sounds so, that sounds airy fairy. It sounds like irresponsible. It sounds very like, um, is it the, is it Valley girl or whatever? You know, the, basically mm -hmm. those girls that like just have no care in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, except that like, yeah, <laughs> the gap is closed or whatever. Um, anyway, so then, but I started listening And as I was listening, I realized that um, I used to be happy. I used to genuinely um, call myself happy. I used to feel like I was, I was always the happiest person in the room growing up. Um, and not, not out of competition, but like, you know, I just, I had joy, like this innate joy. And, and life had that kind of tint to it. And it was nice. And I lost that and I stopped just enjoying life. And, you know, this, you know, recently I've just been waking up needing to remind myself that even though everything's pointless, um, I'm here. So might as well live um, and do things and have fun. You, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I'm living not, well, I'm living out of choice, but not like with exuberance. Mm. Yeah. And that was a, and I realized that my life had lost that kind of shine. And I just thought, but why, why, sh why, sh why should it be that way? Like if I have been the other way and it was fun, why should I accept this way? And so we'll go into like the, the, how it's become like that or, you know, what I, why I think it's become like that, but yeah. So that's why I wanted to talk about happiness. And, and we ended off last week's episode, just talking about, um, you know, the state of FOMO that I live in, um, or lived in always sort of regretting what could be, what should be, um, and not being, um, at peace or being able to fully enjoy the moment or, you know, um, and for me that was, so I was, there was just, there's just been an underlying unhappiness in my life. Um, and I, it, it definitely comes from that, you know, and, and other things. So, mm -hmm. mm. Okay. Um, about 7 million questions. Uh, okay, so, but just to clarify, so we're discussing happiness um, and we're going to be... Not did to I clarify. Not, did <laughs> I not say that? I spent seven minutes on this no, bloody no, intro. No, so clear. No, you were so clear. I think I mean, I'm going to, I want to go deep immediately. That's so I just want to explain. Yeah, so this is, yeah, happiness um, and everything around it. Like, mm. is happiness something we pick? Is it something we're born in, into? Is it something you decide? Is it a belief system? Mm. Is it worth having? What is it? And like, what's the road to get there? Right. So that's, that's what the overarching conversation will be about. Mm. But let's just dive right in. So it. question, 
why okay it sounds like the idea of life being pointless was a newish or a realization you had and that mm. was a tipping point why was that such a negative realization or why has it affected you so negatively the idea that there's no point and also what was the point before what did you think it was before that you know you quote unquote know it not to be now mm. so it it was a tipping point that life is point it but no so it, it had it was a double edged sword so um the first time i kind of realized that my life was pointless that did it 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 did make me feel very sad because my whole life i'd been leading up to the point of my life so to understand that um my my life ambition and my life goal like i, I would always frame things in in that sense like you know my my life's mission is to bring light on earth or whatever it is and to find out that there is no there is no mission it's just life uh, you happen to have it and it's it's a one in i don't know how many billion chances that I, that it's me um was was a, a saddening thought because then then i had to start asking myself well then what is the point of being here but again when that notion was introduced later on it was it was something that i found uplifting because then it it did take the pressure off needing to be anything specifically or to get it right um i forgot the, the second, second part question. of your question so okay no you answered it i asked yeah. what was the point before and it was like to bring light on earth yeah. or was some kind of rendition of that yes eh hey, you got to talking my dreams down eh go 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 keep going <laughs> I think I this is so interesting. I Okay, so if life is pointless, so we wake up after graduating and we find out life's pointless, there's no meaning, but to me that means life's a blank canvas. And like if something's a blank canvas, like the whole That's point's amazing. not to leave it empty, like because it's a blank canvas, that means you do what you want and that means you do a lot more. So for me it's like I would have thought because you realized life was pointless mm. it added so much more meaning because it meant the point was for you to create the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering if a lot of it I think the the idea of a point there being a point to life is tethered to people who have told us that or mm. people were supposed to please. Mm. Um and ideas of what we're supposed to become. And so I think the complication happens is when you the realization Severs severs or severs severs are you you joking no no it's severs no, it's okay set to sever Ooh, okay so do i leave that i just in? had a brain fart no leave it in <laughs> but i think severs sounds i'll say severs severs it sounds like a cheesy 90s um severs. sitcom character or like a, a type of severs williams it does but when you sever that tie i'm gonna say i'll actually prefer it do it when you sever that tie like if you do, if the realization doesn't come with the realization that all the the um figures of like superiority and authority in your life also don't know and you owe them nothing if it doesn't come with that then it's meaningless mm. because you essentially all of us are born thinking we are worker bees and we are like ants with a queen and if you realize there's no point but you still have a queen that's confusing because then you don't have the direction Correct. or the message that comes with that but and then there's still like all the um the queen's expectations or that you that you're dealing with and you're making yeah. peace with and more vague than ever yeah because when you think life has a point it's very clear like it's you're supposed to make millions you're supposed to have a helipad on your house so you actually work towards something very specific yeah but when you don't it's so vague mm. and even harder mm. um in that regard yeah very true do you think hmm so what now in terms of how you approach happiness i'm gonna start a cult Okay, tell us more. Oh, that's as far as I got. Very few people will join, by the way. Oh, 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 honey. I don't think you inspire that kind of thing. Okay. Oh, no offense. Do you think you do? I mean, no offense. Last week you said I you were offended. I had to apologize because I said I'd have you in my cult. Yeah, that was really rude. Anyway, how do you approach happiness now? Like since you have been you felt disillusioned, you've had, you've broken ties with the idea of a, being a point to life, you were deeply unhappy, and now you're at the other end where you have a choice. Like, do you want to continue being unhappy? Do you want happiness? How are you pursuing whichever choice you make? Mm. And what does that even look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you believe happiness is now? And are you interested in it? So, um, I love that question. Where I am now is 
really since listening to this um, podcast is at a conscious place of constructing what happiness means for me. So I'm literally deciding this is what the building blocks look like and this is how I'll put them together and this is how I'll, I will craft or am crafting my life and this is this is what my happiness is. And then going through that gently and with awareness to to see, did, did that make me happy? Did that bring me joy? Is this something I want to sit in and stay in and develop more of? So I'm really just, I'm beginning all over again. Okay. I love though that you said, I mean, that kind of blew my mind that you said that um, understanding or learning that there's no point then feels like a blank canvas. Because I just thought like a void, just to finish ah. that thought is, to me, it was like, then, so there's nothing. So that means, oh. and, and I just felt kind of like, so there was no pressure, but I was also alone, like all alone. Nothing mattered. Um, I didn't know which direction to build in. Didn't know, you know what I mean? Whereas, which is very different from a canvas where put down yellow and see where that takes you. Then put down red and see where that takes you and draw a flower, draw a frog. Um, do you know what I mean? And just keep going with it. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. Mm. That's, yeah, that makes the world of difference. It does. And it makes a difference between like wanting to stay alive because it really is, it can be super fun. Yes. Wanting to stay in this theme park of life. Yes. Or just rather, you know, wanting to leave, but then also just never doing anything about it. Yeah. And that's not me promoting, I'm not promoting anyone killing themselves. But I mean, there's nothing worse. Imagine wanting to die for 20 years and just not even... I know. Like that's, oh God. Well, I mean, for me, like I did want to leave, but then like, would I just come back and then have to figure this all out all over again? Just Mm. the thought of that was too much. But I think you also, okay, this isn't the, okay, you, is this true that (laughs) because it was so sudden, did you also know that it was so acute that it was brought on clearly by circumstances? Like something that sudden can't be true. Like nothing that comes that quickly. Felt very real. Very, very real. My really? life was, yeah, this life that I thought was supposed to bring light to the world was now pointless. Wait, are we talking useless. about when you feeling despondent of late? The one you just felt like recently, like last year, this year or? Um, well, it's been growing. So yes, it, it's oh. recent in terms of my life. So like the last two, three, maybe five max years of my life, it's been building for the last five years mm. and has come to a head in the last year and a half. So then you've seen peaks of different iterations. Um, yeah, but I mean, just like last week. Oh, it was so interesting. Just last week, I felt useless and like, what's the point of my life? And then an, an, the, the ugly monster of an old ex reared its, its head and was like, hey, WID. I said, no. Didn't say WID. No, they didn't. But oh, okay. they, they said, oh. my, my generation speaks in sentences. So it was the, <laughs> the equivalent. But I very quickly said, no, leave me alone, I'm blocked. Mm-hmm. But that was so funny that when I was feeling, when I was putting out to the energy that I'm worthless, then... Oh, yeah, you the know, universe is like, oh, oh, oh you're worthless. Yes, well, Here's we more have that. just the person for you. Interesting. Mm. That's, and I feel like a lot of people feel like what you were describing, and I felt that too mm. in my life for sure. Often it's at the same time when you realize your career means nothing. Yeah. When you realize this thing that was supposed to either at least like either give you meaning or at least give you money. Like if it's not going to give you meaning, at least make you rich. And I would say most of us have realized it's giving us neither or only one and not the other. And that that one is money and not like meaning. Yeah. Which is honest, almost as bad as not it's giving you neither. Almost. Hmm. Well, that's what I'm finding now. Like this past week has been hard for me because I've been thinking, get, am I going to get up tomorrow and do all of that again? Yeah. And look, it's been the best financial month for me that I've, that I've had in my career. But can you imagine that still every morning I'm thinking I have to do that all over again? And my job is, I mean, it's fun and it's easy and all of these things, but it's Mm -hmm. not meaningful. Said who? I had this argument with some friends, but let's. Well, I don't see how what I do makes people's lives better directly. So it's none of it is with my intention. So maybe I'm voicing people's projects that can change lives, but it's not coming from my life force or my creative energy. I don't know. Oh, I'm not seeing it from that. Like it's not my brainchild. Mm. And maybe I am giving myself too little credit, but I really don't feel like I'm 
positively affecting lives with my voice in my day-to-day job. The podcast is a different thing, but... Wow. Yeah. That's so much pressure on yourself. Damn. So you expect your work to positively impact people's lives and because it's not you feel bad but yes and but is that too much to ask it's strange to me that's all (laughs) i think mm -hmm. it's twofold first we're not in a like a vacuum where capitalism doesn't exist so you've been forced to work and you have to find the thing that makes the most sense to you and intersects with what is your skill how can you make the most for doing the least and you've landed on this um number one so this is not like jesus has come down and said you have all the options and you have everything taken care of like you don't have to want for anything no Mm. you have to want for a lot of things (laughs) so there's that um number two there's so many ways to impact people's lives. I just, I think sometimes we are hard on ourselves for things we should be doing, but we've not even tried. And so it's like, it's kind of useless to be hard on ourselves for. There's so many ways you could be helpful. Wait, was that shade? Well, it is because I think, okay, in voiceovers, you might feel you can't help people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're voicing like ads for whatever detox teas. So it's like whatever. Oh no, no. <laughs> okay, I'm voicing ads for detox teas. It's like whatever. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, but there's so many other ways. Like, have you even tried to say you failed? I just don't. You you need to tell me. I'm asking really. That if I, if I failed. Well, have you tried enough to say that? How, how can oh. you feel that you aren't useful if you've not tried even... 10, 10% of what you could be doing. And that's a question, but because I live with you, it's just from what I'm seeing. I've not mm-hmm. seen you make any charitable efforts or... There's so many ways. I mean, that's not fair on yourself. Isn't I that reckless? See, Isn't I that see. reckless to hold yourself to a standard you've not even like tried to undertake and in actually, any other way? And, and that like victim mentality. Yeah. Like, oh, like okay. how many charities have you emailed saying, I'll do your voiceovers for free? How many? <laughs> how many charities have you given money to? How many have you donated your time on the week? Like you've, yeah, yeah. what have you even done for you to hold yourself to the standard that's yeah. just eating you up for nothing, wasting your time? <laughs> but I think this is an important point because I feel like we all do this. We actually in do. so many ways beat ourselves up for not losing weight. Have yeah. you even tried? <laughs> beat ourselves up for not having money. Have you even tried to save? Like you've not. So stop wasting time being upset with yourself and step into your bullshit even further. Like. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? Be back on your bullshit with your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do it. So if you're going to be upset about it, like, what have you done? Like, be accountable to yourself. (laughs) And what do you think? I mean, I... Nyak's going to beat me so badly after this episode. You can't do this to me in public, huh? You're going to beat me. (sighs) What do you think? Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually... The, the funniest thing because it is so <laughs> true and it's so it's that simple like it's not existential ho like just do the fucking work do you know what I mean I haven't even tried to be creative with it I haven't tried to do anything differently and I'm like oh this thing that I've been doing the same way for five years isn't changing lives well, Bitch. well I didn't apply to changing lives academy like I didn't do you know what I'm saying like story I, of our lives hey. started out, this is a story of everyone's life wow. and that's why so many of us are so deeply upset with ourselves and the world because we do absolutely nothing about in, in the direction of what we want and, and are just like shaken by nothing changing. I wonder why God is punishing us. Yeah, why the reckoning's coming. Because he's like, yeah. okay, well, you've absolutely squandered these opportunities. I'm, the, <laughs> the next batch of aliens is coming in, so I've got to clear you out. <laughs> and then he sent the floods or whatever else. But I mean, this is mm. such an important point, though. It is very important. Mm. So, I mean, so then where, how does that apply to you? Like, yeah. Mm. I don't want anything that okay there are two reasons I want things either because the fantasy is really blissful or because I'll actually work to get it um effort to get it so wait those are the only circumstances when the fantasy is blissful do you let me know because I run with a lot of your fantasies okay so 
moving house <laughs> is we're, not blissful. We're, we're going to have a mansion. <laughs> that's genuine. But um, oh, what have I dreamt? Like wanting a G wagon or that? No, no, no. That's very no. That's all doable. What I used to want an actual sea, ma- like a mansion, like a seven bedroom in Cape Town. That's blissful. I'm absolutely not going to work as hard as I need to to get that but then do you still hold it and dream it and yes because shoot for the stars you land on the cloud like if i want that the least i'm gonna get is a nice three bed it's like hmm? you want to correct me yeah it's shoot for the <laughs> shoot for the moon you'll land on the stars no it kanye is. said shoot because <laughs> kanye is illiterate no he yeah, actually literally <laughs> just in case he sees us Oh, God, you're so funny. I know. I'm saying everything wrong, but who cares? It's all colonial stuff anyway. Because what if it's not a cloudy day? Where are you going to land? Back on Earth. You're really a a joker, darling. No, but this is why people made their sayings the way they made them. So words mean things. (laughs) Is that what you're telling me? Like words mean things? Exactly. Get out of here. Yeah. Mm. Um, There's nothing harmful about fantasizing until there is. Like, yeah. So for me, I just stop when it gets harmful. Okay. Yeah, but I'm always, I'm a Pisces. Like the things I fantasize, it's ridiculous. Weirdo. There was a guy who worked in my office. I, was, I came and told Nyak. So I worked in this office space, Jan, January, February, March. Three months. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That's how I remember the days, the who, months of the year. Who taught you that? You. So March, uh, I had seen him for three months and he was in my my office block i never greeted him no mm. eye contact because if i really like someone like i don't engage at all i know which is ridiculous ignore till we get married quite no literally mm. and i did say hi to him though once i was like oh like the door's broken you can just open it and he's like oh really and he's like oh by the way my name's whatever it was i forgot now mcleod and i was like <laughs> oh my it's Mukunda. and i came home to nyak and i genuinely had been thinking i had seen myself moving to cape town with him not to keep aside to Parkhurst. It's a really nice area in Joburg. Getting a, there's a three bedroom place I've seen with this really nice black and white tiles, like Chris Jenner's house, and we split the mortgage. And so I told Nyak, Nyak, what do you think? Like, if I went and just told him my my plan, like, what's so wrong about telling him? And then he can tell me if he doesn't like it or he thinks it's a bit far fetched. And so just that's just giving you context. Like, I don't think there's a problem with dreaming. What it hurt me is if I ended up telling him and he called the police for harassment, that hurts. So I stop, <laughs> I stop before, yeah. So that's a good, I stop before it gets painful. I stop before it hurts me. And I think that's okay. Because I'm one step closer to finding my Viking. Get it? White King, Viking. Yes, she's running with the joke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, we've gotten silly. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. how I feel. Um, okay, question though. Yes. Is happiness... I used to judge, and I think I still Me. do, mm. judge people who weren't happy. Weren't happy or were happy? Weren't. You used to judge me because I was happy. Well, oh, this little tyrant. When she was maybe seven, she used to bully me. Yep. And she would try and make me cry so many different ways just to see me cry. And she even told me, no, you're just, you're never sad. I want to see you cry. Yes, darling, because you were fake. You didn't show a range of emotions. You were troubled. And look, look at, look at, look at it. Look at. Yeah, darling, that's why. Okay. So nice try. But so I used to judge, um... And I look, I still do. I still do judge people unhappy. Something I struggle with and I'm working on, but I think it's going to be like lifelong work. Yeah. And it's just part of the fallout of being like toxic positivity, which has more benefits than like. Yeah. Curses anyway. So that's fine. Really? <laughs> toxic positivity has yeah. more benefits. It absolutely does. And please divulge. No, we'll discuss. Okay, we're okay, really okay. being too. We're all over the place now. We're very excited. Okay. Let's slow down. Sore. Happiness to me, is happiness a belief system or is it more an experience that like meets you? Yeah. So. What is it to you? Okay. A man drives to the mall, gets out his car and finds a hundred rand on the streets and Mm -hmm. picks it up. Mm -hmm. Is that man happy before he finds that money because he decided to be happy because like what else is there to do better to do than be happy? Or is he happy 
only once he gets the money. Um, Which one are you, maybe? Wouldn't it be the man, a happy man walks down the street and picks up... <laughs> oh, guys, no. I'm so sorry. I, we, had, we did have a good plan for this app. No, go. Ruin it. You don't need enough. Ruin it. So go on. With your nonsense. Go on. Go on, darling. Seriously. Okay, okay. We'll bring it back to your point. You're asking, is he happy because he found the money? Yeah, or is he ha- was he or- happy to begin with? I think and that, I, that might be a really... I, I think the point I'm trying to highlight is, is it circumstantial? Does happiness find you by circumstance? Or do you choose it by way of um, belief system? Um. So I think that it is... I think it's one leads into the other. I think Ooh. that it starts off as a hmm. Okay, I can't speak for babies, but me at my big age, um, and having been through what I've been through, it has to be a belief system first, um, and a choice, and then that choice will be given an opportunity to manifest itself and then I can you know make a decision then in the new in the new situation and then there'll be another situation I can make a new decision you know to just to be happy to be happy to be happy or in different iterations of it um so I think having said all of that like I do think that we're all born airing on the on that on the on the happy side I think um I don't know maybe that's more complicated because I don't Mm. really know how um, say someone that that has depression I don't know whether that starts to take root later on in life or if you know it's a it's an event that happens that triggers um you know d- their de- their depression or if as a baby they were they were more um sad about the world I don't know hmm. I think I mean it could be all of the above it could mm-hmm. be any and all some people are born what is the word pre like inclined predisposed? yeah predispo- predisposed is it, yeah predisposed to depression um i was thinking about that i th- i think i have a feeling i think there has to be evidence my life has been evidence-based and from there my belief system but i also think some people must i think it's also it just it's such a mix of nature and nurture i think i've felt like my parental figures were extremely positive and always believed mm. things would work. And that was the energy that was in the household that just subconsciously became my belief system too. Mm. But then, and so maybe that was the first iteration because at some point you do have to, your mindset has to be skewed to see things either a bit more positively or a bit more negatively. Right. And then you start seeing evidence of that and confirmation bias. So I think I have a lot of, I, I have the, finally the presence of mind to know that absolutely not everything in my life that happens to me is positive but it's absolutely a choice to have a belief system that spins every single thing into it that was to my benefit I wonder how let me look right. at the con- and I don't think that's reality I think reality is kind of neutral yeah I think it's impartial yeah I think it's impartial mm. but I totally um, I think it's so important to create whatever like delusion is comforting and beneficial and mm-hmm. to really stick to that. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's, so I, I do think, I think it's a belief system, but definitely is informed by experience. Yeah. Um, but then you just don't know what comes first or, and last. I don't think anybody thinks their life was entirely good. Or entirely bad. But then why do some people experience life more as good than bad? And and regardless of circumstance, like <laughs> this podcast is very interesting, the happiness one, where like they interview somebody who's had 60% of their body, not 30% of their body burnt, no limbs, no nothing. And in, in, a, in a war, I think it was in Afghanistan. Okay, you're lying. He had all these limbs. Did but, he? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Okay, but still, it's still trash. It's still horrific. It's still trash. He's yes. burnt all over the place, right? Yeah. He's burnt. He's burnt. He's burnt. He's in- he was very good looking, and now that's all gone. Oh yeah, like that's he was. He basically said that's all. I, like yeah, that was my thing. I was a hot guy. Yeah. Now I'm not, and this is this is like my portion now, and 
these are the reasons why like I love my life and and I have a lot of meaning and I have a lot of so it's like how because even in the worst of circumstances some people just maintain a conviction that life is good and gets better and so it really does strike me as it, it just I don't know whether it is or isn't a choice but I know it has to be if you want to like have yeah the strength to continue mm, yeah that mm. yeah that's true and mm. I mean and if we don't choose so I think the choices are always being made and if it's not us it's by factors outside of us um whether it's other people um and sometimes passivity is agreeing with the status quo which could be positive or negative like it could be a positive approach or a negative approach um deciding to have no approach just going with the flow I think it is still very important to see but where is the flow going and do I want to be with that flow mm. um Yeah, and I think so what what you were saying about like your upbringing and how home was generally positive and go-getter and all the books were all self-help or or whether it's business or spirituality it was all there on the shelf. Um that primes you, doesn't it? It really does prime you. Um yeah, and so then the the books that you would pick for yourself first would be leaning towards Fantastic. that and so in that case it's it's not a choice. How could it be? If all my life I've been primed with self-help books and you can improve your life, 10 ways to be successful and happy. And if somebody else is primed by gunshots, beatings, violence, that kind of environment, th- your belief system's decided for you. Fuck, yes. Mm, yes and no because <sighs> so how could it ever be a choice? Like I can't I can't take any credit for this. Like I was always going to be this because no. of my my nurture but but you've you've made choices along the way that make you feel better and those choices you feeling better has been in the direction of what's positive but but also your nurture has also been about negative things like that you have to be the best um that you have to you know be better than other people but you've chosen against that because it didn't feel good but only as it's foil so as an the opposite the negative opposite so if everything has its opposite yeah. like the negative opposite of self help is the illusion that you have choice or or that it could be the opposite way that if you have horrible circumstances that you're doing like that's the negative side of self help the negative side of like gunshots and bullets and you know there's nothing it's so if these things exist on a scale there's so much less positive in a, a a child's life who's come from like a violent or rough upbringing than mm. there is from my life who's come from self-help and like the fallout of self-help isn't is bad but is much more existential and not um like visceral um no i think i i i disagree with you but because i think that you are oversimplifying both lives mm-hmm. so someone that has been brought up in a violent situation or like their violent circumstance we don't know what love is, was there um assuming that there's none what does that affect your so point so no love in the home no joy yeah, like no actually, friends yeah but in their formative years from zero to four, and then from then on it was still shit but it was you know like neutral shit like the same shit everyone has when they live in when they're poor and when like they come from a violent mm i i know what you're saying i think i don't know how to say in a in a different way other than i really do think like our everyone's internal compass does does point towards light um like light joy love like all those nice things and so it always feels mm. like something's off when we're not there so So yes, maybe that person would make all their decisions based on that um based on that nurture. But it doesn't mean that that they don't share a joke with their friends albeit about whatever hurting someone, but they have a moment of joy with each other. Okay, so I think I think let's yeah, let's make the distinction between nature and nurture. So for me, what you're saying is nature, which is internal compass, um source, spirit, uh intuition and like turning towards the good that's nature like that's human right. nature nurture yeah would be the bad circumstances so i think i'm looking at them as very different as nurture being your mechanical mind that that and that's where like depression would lie and that's where everything else would lie where you cannot manip where it's so difficult to manipulate it 
with your nature because you're make the whole thing that control like if it's if you've got two brains one is your nature and one's your nurture your soul and your mind if they're not in sync it is so difficult to do anything or to make decisions that make sense because how could how could you know that your mind it's so hard already to know that your mind is like fucked because it's your mind like how can you even conceive of your operating system if your if your programming is defective it takes a big spiritual awakening or intervention to like override that and not because of lack of effort but because that's your your hardware that's your hard soft that's your software it's like kind of impossible so i yeah i fundamentally disagree mm-hmm. because i believe that the hardware um or the software i don't know what it is basically the driving force is the soul and that the brain is the monkey that is trained or that that just does that takes instruction that repeats that goes on so so yes the brain could have been um processed hurt and abuse and um a negative environment early on but i feel like the the soul is like that the the light from inside that keeps shining and like that it does come through that it comes through eventually and that that points one towards like it does it just doesn't feel right to be in the space of you know of that in in the negative space constantly mm-hmm. and the and there's a reason why it doesn't feel right or good uh so if 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 the person that you're saying has been programmed in a certain way that has been through a whole lot of negative things and now they that's their programming and that's the way um, that they are, um, then they would feel good, but they don't. And I think that's because there is that um, insistent nudging towards light. Okay. Okay. I think we're fun. I want to do more research on this. Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, currently, at your big age, at your big self. With my petite waist. At your petite waist. Um, do you know what dreams are yours versus other people's? Like, have you been able to sift them, mm. your dreams for yourself? Mm-hmm. Basically, everything I'm aspiring to, besides doing nothing, is everyone else's dream. So... <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's probably accurate. I the the one that is my own is doing nothing, <laughs> having and having the means to be comfortable. Is that's my own dream? Oh my god, I already have a rebuttal. Carry on. Well, do you think how much of your lack your your dreams are just like like non dreams? Like, no, just rebuttals against everyone else. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah, just like in response to that's the that's the definition of a non dream. But in the in the oh. spirit of not being petty, um, ah, <laughs> uh, oh, that's a really good question. Because that's terrible. That's no, no, okay. Really... Sorry, sorry. Can I add? Yeah. Terrible, but I don't mean it. I mean it rather in the sense that not in a judgy way. No, <laughs> not in a judgy way. I just mean um, when we have when we res- are so responsive to our environment that when reactive and form an identity or dreams or ideas for ourselves to um push against the ones others have it's never actually what we want yeah it's reactive yeah. and dangerous i mean when the people who had these ideas for us die and you f- wake up and you've got nothing like everything you've got is because it was the antithesis of what they wanted yeah that's so shit it so is. i think it's just dangerous for all of us we have to be so mindful oh, of that so do you think my dreams are the antithesis of what i've been fed and primed my whole life i don't i don't know what your dreams are actually so i think i don't know i don't know because i don't know what your dreams are but i have a feeling because i know you felt tremendous pressure you know from people or from even just nebulous mm. pe- people in a nebulous idea yeah to be something they're very well maybe they may be a risk of having ambitions that are just in reaction to so like doing nothing maybe you actually don't want to do nothing yeah it's just that you don't want to do what they're saying yeah. and you think the only option is nothing or that's how you're yeah uh, it's just a question that's true that's very interesting i'm gonna go think about it i mm. don't i don't actually have all i know is that i stopped myself dreaming because nothing felt good and everything was pressure 
So, mm. so I think you may have a, a point there. Um, yeah, like when I was younger, I very clearly knew what I wanted. I want no one I wanted to be, knew what I wanted to do with my life. Da, da, da. But um, yeah, that changed. What about you? Like, do you have dreams that are just yours? And do, actually, do you think you still have dreams that are that you think you should have or aspirations for your life? I have aspirations that you think you should have. Yes. Oh, yeah, I do. I mean, I've had to change mine. I had um, like we were saying earlier, I think once you hit 21 or once you graduate, there are a series of deaths you experience in terms of the belief systems you had, what you thought to be true, what you thought you wanted. There were so many things I thought I wanted. First, I thought I wanted to be an actress and a singer. Then I decided that I wanted to be an agent. Then I wanted to be a business owner. Then I wanted to have a startup. Then I wanted to be a consultant. Then I wanted all sorts of things. What were you going to consult in, by the way? Business. Can you imagine? So... Business. Can you imagine? Wow, this girl in a pinstripe suit. Consulting. Pencil skirt. And those shoes that are like, oh, please. Oh, oh good. Oh, good. Like, really? <laughs> so, um, that was really shocking, realizing that my career would never be... But also, okay, then I wanted to be in film, I wanted to be a director, and I still am going to make films, but on my terms completely. Um, Like, I wanted to be in the industry, and... I really recommend everyone, like whatever you think you want to do, like do the quickest iteration to realize exactly if you want to do it or not. Yeah. Like if you want to be a fashion designer, just get a sewing machine and just see, start there. Because if you mm. if, if that's too much or if you don't like it, you probably don't want to be a designer. Mm. So for me in the industry, I realized I didn't have the stamina, proclivity or interest in slavery. Um, I had no interest in working. What is it? How many? 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. shoot days and you get paid for whatever regular hours as if it's a regular job. No interest for the sexual assault that happens on set, the racism, mm. the um, yeah, neo-slavery. I didn't have the range or the interest for any of that. But, and that happened, so so many of my aspirations died when I realized, oh, to be a singer, okay, I have to be molested, then I have to kind of work for free for 15 years, then I have to show my pussy lips, then I have to... Um, pay off these people like realizing the path to so many things I wanted was tragic and it's not the things themselves but it's kind of capitalism Mm. and not even capitalism well capitalism but really um masculinity and white capitalist patriarchy Mm. that's ruining a lot of good things and so I think now I know what I prioritize and so my dreams are structured around those things um I prior so an example, I prioritize being at home, comfortable, not being harassed in any way, um, managing my hours. So there are limited things, a number of things I can do in the home. One of them is being a voiceover artist. So I've just changed my dreams to suit what I prioritize, not the other way around. Are they dreams or goals? Because they seem like short term oh, goals. What's the difference? Sorry. A dream, I think, is like a big lofty um, idea, like the motto or the overriding theme of your life. So for instance, that dream I had, have had, don't know where it falls, of um, bringing light into the world, like being this positive impact on people's lives, Okay, you know, is bigger than having a house, you know, in Belito or, I, you know, on the beach mm. or whatever it is, okay. um, or working from home. Like that to me isn't... Isn't a dream. Interesting. I have, okay, well, I think the difficulty with me about dreams is that everything I dream of, I know I'm going to get. Mm. So is it really a dream if I know I'm going to achieve it? My issue with dreams is that it's so easy not to execute them because you've decided they're a dream. So if I decide something's a dream, I've already pushed it. Number one, I've pushed it to the future. Mm. Number two, I've made it larger than life. Number three, I've decided it's a gatekeeper to a lot of happiness when I reach. Correct. Those are all reasons to not even begin or to be dissatisfied. Mm. So I do have dreams, um, but I'm doing all of the things I want. I'm working towards right now. Right. I'm doing in the smallest way for right now. Right. right. Um, yeah very interesting what could a dream be at this age what does a dream look like like an ex- even an, just an example what's a dream 
would it be like oh me wanting to be um have a show on i don't know a talk show is that like a dream i honestly i'm so confused right now what is the difference between a dream and a goal and realizing that my dreams have always been very far in the future very lofty with no real um like borders around it so nothing tangible about it um Mm -hmm. whereas goals are different like goals are tangible goals are dreams made tangible it's like the the practical steps towards to realizing the dream so so in that case do you think a dream is healthy Yes, but only if then substantiated with goals when broken down. So a dream dreamed in reality. And I say that with a bit of hesitance because I don't like to um, limit how big one can dream. But, but that's already the issue, bitch. I know, I know. I that's know. already to be. But like imagining having like my dream having an, an interstellar cafe mm-hmm. is too, like it's too far. Like no aliens are going to come to my coffee shop. Um, but making it something that I can, but then adding goals to it, like, um, you know, the steps to getting the interstellar cafe are too big. Elon's not going to lend me his spaceship. Once we get to Mars, we have to throw away the shuttle because it can't come back. Like, so it just wouldn't work. But then having a dream of safe, if it was impacting people's lives positively, I can't leave it there. It has to be, okay, but how? And then I break it down. Okay, but what are my skills? Will it be with my voice? Will it be with through counseling or compassion? Will it be through art? Will it be, you know, uh-huh. teaching a skill? Uh-huh. And then choose one. Say it's whatever, using my voice. How can I then use my voice? What are the different things? And then really breaking that down and then seeing, is that even interesting? Do I actually even want to narrate motivational stories? Boring, let's change the dream. Okay, let's make it through art. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think... Keeping it as a lofty thing without the goals underneath it mm-hmm. is what has probably hindered me because then I've always then just looked at my life and gone, oh, but I'm not impacting life, people's lives positively. Oh, new job. I'm the secretary of this. Oh, I'm not impacting lives positively. Okay, new job. Marketing stationery. Okay, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's never then, it's never matched up to my, the big dream, but it's also never, my dream's never been practical. Wow. So, yeah, so, so I think what I mean, maybe what then I mean by dream for you, if I was to ask you more clearly is like, is there, is there a motto for your life beyond yourself? So not just about, um, you enjoying your life, but Mm -hmm. is there something that you want your life to be for other people that, that touches other people's lives in some way? Let me, but can I throw it back at you quickly? Yeah. If, (laughs) why are you laughing I'm sorry. But if none of your jobs have been about helping people, what makes you think you even want to help people? Oh, because I did them. Thanks for laughing. Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. No, no, no. no, no. The answer's going to make you feel shit. Um, it's because I, I did them out of survival, out of necessity. So I studied a thing I didn't want mm. to practice. I studied a thing I didn't want to practice. I wanted to do something that was more in line with helping people. Um, mm. But I think that was just... So I guess not everybody wants to help people. That's not you know, it's no pressure to do that, but that's what I wanted to do. But then I couldn't do that. And, and I was advised to do sciences, et cetera, et cetera. Left that job was like, I mean, left that thing and then tried to find jobs where I wouldn't have to use what I studied because I hated what I studied. Mm. And so therefore I was then stuck in, in jobs that relied on my, purely my skill. And that's why I've never been. And then I just, I guess then from there, like, how do I help people from there? Um, what expertise do I have? I have nothing professional under my belt. Say it's mm. counseling. Like how can me, someone that studied, didn't practice, did all sorts of other weird things, now counsel people. You know, it was all of that like imposter syndrome stuff. Yeah. Not that counseling was the dream, but you know what I mean? So yeah, I do. I've never been on a logical path um, to attaining the goals that lead to the dream. Mm. Or put, yes. But now I can. Now I'm a big, big girl. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. And I have some plans in place just in case you think that I'm just a sitting duck. No, it's not even that. I guess I have so much. um, I just have so much to comment about that. There's so much I. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And okay, I guess for the sake of the listeners, because now you didn't ask for any unsolicited opinions or advice from me. So at least for the sake of the listener, (laughs) because people, someone sent in a dilemma that is pretty much that. I think my confusion, I think we do ourselves such a disservice to think that the only way we can do a thing is through such a specific avenue. And so like helping people could have been, 
I, I consider, I do actually consider that I help people every single day. Really? Every day. <laughs> eh? I'm a humanitarian. Trump I'm Madonna bitch. Beach. Beach. I'm Madonna in Malawi. I help people every day. Um, every single day. Every day. Live. I do it. I do it. You Don't do. I sound like Donald Trump? Do. I do it every day. It's big. It's, it's big. Huge. It's huge. It's done. So I do. Because I, okay, number one, we all have lanes. <laughs> she's about to this talk. This is so much. <laughs> she's about to, she is about to talk. I'm about to talk. Okay. I'm about to talk. Well, we all have lanes. And so I didn't study uh, social work, whatever I could have done to help people. That's one way of helping. As I am today, I'm a voiceover artist and I write scripts. I'm a copywriter. The way I can be of service is to be of service. If somebody has a vision, my job just my job is to help them reach that vision. I can make it painless. I can be humble. I can have grace. I can be collaborative. I can be friendly. I can push my ego aside. Every single client I have is an opportunity to serve. And being of service is one of the, the seven laws to success, in, according to Deepak Chopra, is service. So for me, that's how I'm of service every day is by fully stepping into my role and understanding that I am being hired to be of service to someone. So let me be of service. Every job, everything we do is serving people. And you can, you can just do so much within that. And if I started to think of, well, no, I'm not helping people because what does a voiceover matter? If everybody started to look in another person's lane, nothing would get done um, to that standard. If the person packing our groceries didn't just focus on fucking packing those groceries, <laughs> don't put the eggs at the bottom or whatever. Don't put the bread at the bottom. Put the egg. Just they do it so well. And that's what their job, their, their role is all the way to the president, all the way to whoever, to a voiceover artist. So I feel like we have to find ways to serve in our positions um, because there's a lack of, there's a level of like ungratefulness about thinking you could do more somewhere else. Right. I, I think it's a, it is, un, it, it, you, you're squandering what you have now mm. for me. That's how I see it. So I do think I, I give, but also I think there's a do lack. Do you really, or did you just no, make no, no, that no, up? No, 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 genuinely. Okay. And that's why I've been making more money than I ever have. Mm. <laughs> okay. I really sound like the, it's a Joyce she Myers does. on this, yeah. <laughs> but truly I've never made more money in my life and I've never been more gracious and w truly willing. So when a client needs a revision, when they don't like my work, when they need a bit more, when they ask me to just like bend over a little bit because they, I make concessions and I'm, I'm, I try to be as kind as possible and I'm making so much money. I'm tipped so much. So it's like, I do see the pattern of the more I fully lean into the act of serving in my role mm. of voice of artist, it's, it's, it's paying back. It is just is. And I feel so much better about myself. So I do feel that as service. Um, that's one way I give service. I do other ways too. I am of service to people. Um, we have a podcast, Nyak, that mm. thousands of people listen to. Is this not a being of service? Or And I think the more you um, add, for me, there are times I don't feel like I'm being of service of the podcast, especially when I'm not intentional about my words, which I did apologize for in the past before I got, what's it? Hypnotherapy. I, was, I felt a bit reckless. I feel... The fact that I come with intention to at least be like m mindful of the energy I put out there for mm. me, that's being of service and we can't negate and, and for whoever else is listening, like in whatever way you work or do things, just be of service in it. You know, if you're a customer service person, be of service. Do you know how much a good customer service person changes a day, a life? I remember the people who've been so kind to me with insurance, with whatever else. Mm. You remember this matters. And because some of us feel like we don't matter, it's only the president, it's only the celebrities. So we we throw our expectations of servitude to them, of, of, of grace and giving to them. And we just completely foist our accountability. And it's like, no, if you're sweeping streets or if you're making software, you're of service and do it well. Um, which is what Deepak said, you know, copyright to him. I just, I do believe that. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. And I think when we think that there's no way, I think you are of service in all of your jobs. Like the way you described all your roles of what you did, you, it, it's a chain event. Ever since university, your life from there was downhill because you studied something you didn't want, job after job you didn't want. And at least, I don't know if you, it, this is what you experienced in real time, but in hindsight, it was all downhill and it was all out of your control. And you've, you, but you have so much power and control. And like, 
why give that up? And like, that's too late, that's over. But how you even conceive of your past and what you do now can be so different. You had so many opportunities to be of service and to be happy and to choose that. And it's it's not blame, but you didn't. And that's not blame, but like mm. the accountability there is empowering. And you are in an incredible position to be one of the best voiceover artists in South Africa, truly in South Africa, and that I've heard. Um, there's so much power to, to change lives, to, to improve people's days, to make their lives easier. Um, you see how much your clients love you. That's service. That's mm. absolutely service. So it's like you're on top of the world and I don't even know if you see it. And we're all on top of the world. We can be, we can feel we are. And I just don't know if we, are we all seeing that for ourselves? You know, that that's how I feel. That's truly how I feel. And I think sometimes it can be so hard to see because we, we just do expect fireworks. And we, it's so hard to believe that what we are now is enough and is great already. But as we said in the last podcast, I really think the mundane, the everyday, the ordinary is um, extraordinary and is just where you're meant to be. And if you make the most of your now, you will feel like you're on top of the world. But you'll never be on top of the world if you don't feel it now. That's for sure. That's what we can mm. guarantee. But yeah, I mean, let me know what you, let us know. Let us know what you think on Facebook. I'm actually quite interested to see where people disagree, how people do it differently. Mm. And if there are different routes to get to the same outcome. Um, the outcome being what? Being, feeling like you're useful. Like your life means something to you. Like feeling like, it's worth it. Like it's worth getting up every day or, or you've made it worth it. Like you've imbued it with a sense of meaning or, or purpose or service. You know, how do you, how do you motivate or feel that way about yourself when you don't like your job or when you think you could be doing more or when you feel like your dream is, is completely deferred? You know, how do you nyak at 22? You know, what would, how could she, what would she have needed to know or hear or how could she have thought of herself differently? I'm, I'm interested in that. That is very interesting and all food for thought. Mm. Um, hmm. So while, so even though all of my, from university, you know, as you say, university to, you know, and my professional life was a downhill, all downhill. It was downhill on paper. So, I hated what I was studying or resented that I was studying it, mm. but made great connections. Um, the, you know, the, the social aspect or the, the connection, the people aspect was wonderful yeah. and the living in Cape town, you know, discovering my spirituality or you know, all yeah. sorts of different things. About. So that was great. And then like in the workplace, it was always my mission to, to bring light. And so mm. I did. So even though my roles were shit, you know, you know, from a, um, what do they call it? An executive assistant to, you know, just very sort of secretarial or roles that I saw that were beneath me, mm -hmm. um, uh, which was, I think, very unfair and incorrect. But anyway, that's how I saw it. Even though I had those roles, still, I made it my mission to, to bring joy to the office, to be a cohesive element to, and I did, and it was wonderful. And it was, I think it was wonderful working with me. Mm. Um, but I also realized that for someone with no qualifications in the thing that I was doing, I better make my worth um, known. And mm. I think I, I really did. So mm. I think, you know, I mean, as you're speaking, while, you know, I might be using my left brain to be like, um, all of that was useless and, you know, a time lost. Mm. It wasn't because it did build up this bank of, um, of experience, of human connection, of, um, even when I was waitressing, yeah. just seeing, seeing that I could turn the grumpiest, the grumpiest client in, he was giving me hugs by the end of the evening because just because I treated him like, you know, like my brother, he's, he's had a bad day, but that's okay. I love you anyway, you know, and you've got money. What can you give me? But, but you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I really couldn't believe it, you know? And I remember that, that specific client and, and I held that example for myself. Um, just as an example of anyone can be the beginning of a chain for good or 
for, for positive or for negative, for good or for bad, yeah. or, you know, for joy or for sadness. Anyone can be the beginning of that chain, no matter who you are. And I've experienced it with you here where you've, I've heard you being, you're chirpy and then I'm in a kind of bad mood. And then next thing I know, you're kind of also feeling low and I've been the beginning of that chain. And then something like the restaurant where someone's come in truly grumpy and I've broken that chain. So yeah, I, you know, and and also the, the theme of being of service. So again, this is where I've made it or a lofty goal you know, I want to bring light to the world, right? Um, mm. Was the goal. And ever since I was young, I just wanted to be a channel for light. But that is such a lofty goal. And I haven't seen, I didn't tie it into what does that mean? One of the iterations is being of service. How can I be of service? It doesn't mean saving people's lives. It might also just mean doing what I'm doing to the best of my ability. And oh that God, can yeah. be enough. So I think I was plagued with, but if I'm doing a menial job that I don't like, to the best of my ability, has my time still been wasted because it's not my my destiny? Mm. <laughs> it's not what I'm meant to be. Yeah. Um, and I think the answer is no. As long as it's, as long as my best is going into it, as long as service is going into it, there is like un, untold good that ripples from that um, and has a positive effect on lives that we will never know. Yes. Bitch, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. So can I request then from you, because you've just explained that there's been so much joy and like rewardingness from your life in that period. Yeah. But that's not how you speak about it. No. I re- when, when you told it now, when you retold it, I realized I've never thought about it as like downhill from university I've never thought about it that way but when you said it I realized oh that's the way I've spoken about it because there's been so so much good has happened so too much too much that's that that's great I'm I'm happy about that but I interrupted your request you were going to say that that if that's the case you need to start speaking blessings yeah into your life by speaking about that time differently yeah um and I'm so glad you've said that out loud because I didn't that's just not how first of all anyone listening the stories that we tell them is is what they know of us right that's true so what they've known is the story you've told across episodes and now there's this so now we know that's not the case that's not a full story yeah it was a half truth yeah and for yourself the story you tell others that we because i'm also realizing i believe we're all manifesting tools because we're all like um what are these things called? Uh, radio signals. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you I'm worthless, I've so that's times two. I've mm. times that energy. Mm. Then I've told the podcast that's one thousand what seven hundred listeners um, at best. That's times by one thousand seven hundred. So forget even this the potty. I'm really being mindful of, of also just how I speak about myself to everyone around me because they are going to. It becomes a prayer. Yeah. Like whatever you say over and over again is praying. Yeah. So if my friends, if I. If I enable that messages that they repeat back to me, they have prayed for that. Yeah. And I'm not allowing that anymore. So I think I'm so excited wow. for you to do that too, to set the standard for the prayers and the blessings you want, like spoken it. over your head. Right? Love it. Love it. Love it. Here for it. Hectic. That was intensive. That was intensive. And I like that you br- you bringed <laughs> you bringed everyone in there right at the end. I think I'm fried. <laughs> But that you brought everyone in there, like, yeah, let's have, let's speak, let's speak only the bounty that we want out so that it's the only thing that like ricochets back. Yeah. And if it's not the bounty, just doing it in a safe space where, you know, someone will manage that and be respectful of that. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And not just multiply that. Yeah. Or weaponize it. Because some friends do unintentionally. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that time where kidding <laughs> how are you feeling after this did i what well, did i go too hard please tell people so i, I don't want to be roasted by other people yeah you want to be roasted by me so they don't go hard on you oh no i want did i go too hard or was that reasonable the things i said i think i was reasonable in regards with, to your life with me yeah. <laughs> you were rough but it was good i'm i'm look i'm i'm always happy to be the guinea pig i will i will lay down my life i will lay me down for you girls and gays of the world um yeah mm-hmm. and Mukunda will be the obliging trampler no it was yeah. great it was great i think everything needed to be said i think it was intense 
but it was real and it helped me also come to realizations. And honestly, look, what's the point of my life if not, hey, Banna, this is me helping people. Hey. So my life is here. It's a service to you all. No, it was great. I want you to read me for filth. But the thing is, I... Let's see. I hope I manage. I can read you for filth. Can no, I want you to. Topic, I just feel like I'm topic. always like, I don't believe you. So how can I, you know what I mean? What's the point of a read if I'm not going to be receptive? Oh, that's the thing. Because I'm a Gemini and I'm like, oh yeah, there are 4 million different points of view. Like I take a breath and I, I consider what you're saying. I take a breath and consider what you're saying. Okay, no, no. Can <laughs> no, do- you don't. Alrighty. See, there's the read and you dismissed it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you liked this episode, which I know you did, this is now my favorite one to date. Please tip us on PayPal if you like this episode. The link is in the description for the PayPal uh, direct link to send us money. Or it is heyiswis at gmail.com. So that's heyiswis at gmail.com. Yes. Please drop us some coins. This money is going to the COVID relief fund for our listeners in need Mm -hmm. until we say otherwise. We do want to get a new logo. So um, once this relief is done, we will then use the money for the logo. But please go to our Instagram. We have a post up looking for an illustrator. If you're an illustrator or you know one, Mm. please tag them in the picture and we'll check out your work and see if it's with the vibe we're trying to go for. And because COVID is probably going to be around till the end of the year, if there is a bit of a change up in um, how we're allocating the money, we will let you know. Like if we have like a little pause and like up to the next $50 is for the logo or $100 or whatever, how much a logo costs, we'll also let you know and then we'll go straight back to the release. Actually, why? why? Why do we need to let people know that? Because they need to know whether this money, like if I was giving money for mm. the logo, maybe I would give $25. And if it was for the relief, I'd give 10 because I don't care so much. Or the <laughs> other way around. I should have said it the other way around. I'm so sorry. <sighs> well, but I was just thinking podcast. like if someone was like, no, I really want that logo to be popping. Um, they'd Funny be like, enough, I think people would give more to us than to others. So I was being honest. I yeah. Really think okay. So. This is actually for the logo. I do want a logo now very she's scamming. Soon. Now she's scamming. But we will tell you. When it's for the logo. You want to make the next for the logo? What? Well, no, you know what we're going to do? We're going to source our artists. We're going to get a quotation. We're going to say, great. Now we want to raise 175 for the logo. Whoa. Is that how much it costs for a logo? <laughs> what, what the fuck, baby? <laughs> what the fuck, darling? <laughs> Don't rip people oh, off. Sorry. Yeah, logo. Although... Okay. Our cat okay. Is just All right. Rinsing. Let's just wrap. Uh, okay. Let's I mean, wrap this up. Really. Please also leave us a review. Um, Where? Apparently, reviews help to help us rank, and we're getting a lot of new listeners who don't know us from anywhere, which is very flattering. Wow. It's not just our aunts and uncles listening to us <laughs> on the low. We see you and their kids. Yeah. Um. So please do leave us a review on iTunes and. Wherever else you can leave us a review where this podcast is played. And a five-star rating. Of course. Don't be honest. Just give us a five-star. Please do. Uh, Otherwise, join our Facebook group. We will be talking about this episode. There are just so many themes I'm interested in discussing. Yeah. Um, And one day I will be active. I swear. I swear. Is that a dream or a goal? And with that, bye-bye. Over and out. Thank you.